Porn Stars of People Podcast. Dan Fergaletta, I'm your host. I'm here with Kelly Provocateur doing AVN. Uh, what a crazy week. What a crazy weekend. You've been here, you said, since last week? Yes. I don't know how you do it. A lot of good sleep. <laughs> I've been here since Wednesday. I got in Wednesday night, and I am, every part of me is crushed. I'm, I'm crushed emotionally, physically. I'm ready to be gone. And Aww. it's a beautiful event. Uh, it's just so much happening. It's a lot going on. Yeah. All the, oh my gosh. It's, I think it's, this year it might be over, like, 5,000 people. Yeah, it's bananas. And that's the other problem is because I because I had to come here with all this equipment, I'm like, I can't even go through the conference comfortably. No, you can't. Because I'm like blasting into people. And it's like elbow to elbow. Yeah, and I got my bag behind me and I feel like a dick, but then people are pushing on my backpack. It's a thing, man. It's a thing. <laughs> so you're from Houston. Yes. Uh, what is that like culturally compared to here? Oh, well, well Texas is very reserved. You know, it's a conservative state. Sure. Um, compared to Las Vegas, very liberal, right. you know, more open-minded. So that's one of the reasons why they're very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I've noticed just being in the industry, um, Vegas is more accepting to um, performers yeah. and um, anybody that's in the entertainment industry. Right. Compared to, say, you know, Houston, where... It's really more of a uh, red, uh, like a blue collar city. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So that's what makes it different. Interesting. But then, ha- but then, hangout wise, like, what's your, wha- what's your, wha- what do you find is like your, like your zen, your chill spot in in Houston? What do you do to like well, actually, chill out? <laughs> my thing to chill out. I'm really into antiques. Okay, interesting. So my that's you're, that's my that's you're into my antiques. Yeah. Okay, we'll go into this. So it's I don't like even understand. I don't even understand what questions to even start to <laughs> ask you about this. What, like, what do you? What's the deal? Like, wh- how do you start in that? What do you? How do you like become part of that that world? I mean, well, I I honestly have an eye for um, 18th and 19th century like pieces. So no shit. Furniture and different like cabinets and the artwork. Yeah. So um, that's that's like when I get my rush. I'm like, oh no yeah. shit. Cause it's like a treasure hunt. Yeah. So is it is it about buying the thing, having the thing, or then or then I mean, do you sell the thing on the back end, or no, you just want to possess it? I actually just possess it for myself, and it's just all about knowing the history. Yeah. Of where this piece came. No from. shit. Yeah. No shit. And then it's like now. I have it, so yeah, I can be a part of that. And you're history. part of that history, and you're part of the lifespan yeah. of that thing. Yeah, there's something really, really fantastic about that. Uh, and then the more that we do learn, uh, things like that, like hold up for a really long time. Like sometimes you'll be looking at uh, an architecture, you'll be somewhere, you're looking at a piece of furniture, and like you find it that this thing from 18th century. So you're like, what? This is, I mean, this thing has been around since humans were doing other horrible things to each other than yes. they're doing now. And it's just sort of an interesting thing. And then actually, like, on, on top of that, um, I, I can say I really started loving uh, antiques because I've traveled all around the world. Yeah. And going to, you know, Rome, going to Milano, going to Germany, going to Istanbul, going to all these different um, countries and seeing all these beautiful cultures that's yeah. what made me so interested in it interesting so okay so then you said eight, you said you have an eye for 18th and 19th century now this is mm-hmm. uh american no it's all french and italian interesting very yeah. cool so what's the uh 
I don't know what's th- what what um, what particular pieces, what uh, uh, materials are particularly attractive to you. Well, I, I definitely I definitely like um, the silks. Interesting. The silks and the nice um, velvets. Yeah. As well as the. Um, well, what are we specifically talking about? I mean, are we talking about couches? Are we talking about chairs? Are we talking about clothing? Well, are we no, talking we're, about? We're, well, I'm specifically talking about the furniture. Yeah. So, like the couches. So, like for instance, I have this beautiful um, 19th century fainting uh, couch yeah. sofa, and it's from Italy. Yeah. And it has this really nice silk furniture. Yeah. I mean, like the uh, silk material, and it's. Just really well made sure. compared to the stuff you get now that it's more modern. It really doesn't hold up as well. Yeah, it's made out of fiberboard, yeah, and yeah. it's like and it's we've created sort of a, a whole um, industry of disposable things. Yes, uh, because we, you know, and uh, you know, it's and you can debate the theory, right? It's like is it, is, it w- is there something good about the fact that like you know, uh, if you want to just pick up and go you can do that and your couch has no real intrinsic value or you know or is it the fact that we've yeah that we've cheapened the life around us yeah because even when people come to my home and then they're, they're looking like oh my god this yeah, looks like yeah. a, this looks like a museum yeah <laughs> interesting and that's Very what cool. i wanted yeah so what's your favorite single piece that you now possess Ooh. well one of my favorites is my versace uh, plate. I actually went to the Milano Versace home store yeah. and I was looking online at it, looking online. I was like, no, I want to see it in person. Yeah. So that piece is definitely special to me. Yeah. To go there, travel to it, take, get it and then bring it home with you. And bring it home with me. Yeah. Interesting. How do you, uh, that's the hard part. That's, this is the part that I find about traveling. That's sort of frustrating. It's like I do, I, I am drawn to things and then, mm-hmm. but then I just have no real interest in, taking those things back with me and like dealing with the hassle of being responsible oh, to no. not break the thing i carry it right next to me yeah just, just like my purse yeah, you know? yeah so yeah. what i do i just put them all in my bag or either i'll like um layer it up with clothes and sure. put it right in the middle yeah and i pack it with me yeah there was like uh th- there was there was stoneware uh plates from south africa that i that i was sort of drawn to uh on my last trip to south africa here and i was just like well i'm I don't want to like have to carry that, so I'm just not uh, going to do it. You totally can't think that way. <laughs> you can't think that way because I actually went to three other countries after I went to Milano. Yeah. And I carried that plate with me the whole way in the box. Oh, that's fantastic. In, in the Versace That's bag, commitment. And I was just like, I'm carrying this for my life. Yeah, that's know? commitment. <laughs> See, and, I, and I'm I'm sort of I'm taking like the opposite mindset. I'm I'm trying to get myself in a position where I can travel to a place, bring as little as possible. That's what I do. Like even even like from a clothing standpoint, I'm yeah. just like I'm just like fuck it. I was like I'll just buy the clothes there. I do that. Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, the thing that I do to keep it just simple, because I'm a professional uh, traveler. I yeah. tell myself. Sure. So you know, you stick to your your basics. You know, you don't have to go all flamboyant. Yeah. I do my denim. I do uh, uh, some pantyhose. I do some tights. Yeah. Black, white shirt. You know, some comfortable walking shoes. Sure. And when you go to these different places to go shop, it's like so unique. Yeah, of so course. So you can bring back all these cool things that you know you can't yeah. get anywhere else. Come with a, come with an ex- empty suitcase, leave with a full one. Yep. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like <laughs> it. I like the idea. Um, 
it is tough. It's a tough. Uh, it's a tough thing to to perpetrate. But that's cool. That's awesome. So uh, so yeah. I mean, I think it's hard for people to try to find and discover their sort of uh, their their passions and the things that like are going to drive them. So I mean, and this just kind of popped up out of nowhere. Yeah. So I love it when I find somebody who has that thing, who has that uh, that outside thing that's sort of like it takes your it takes your brain off of uh, all the other stuff. You because know. Because at first I was in the fashion. Yeah. And I did that, and I got bored. With the fashion thing, and I just started seeing myself being drawn to, you know, like crystals and antiques and, and really making my house just immaculate. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, your house represents who you are. You could tell a lot about a person with right. how they live. Right. Because anybody can buy clothes. That's, that's nothing. Right. But if you see how a person really lives, that tells a story about the person. Absolutely. And then and there's something about... Um, Whenever you're not away, having those things calling to you to get you back into your safe space, mm -hmm. you know, there's something. This is the problem that I've had this month is I've, I've been I have been on the road so consistently that I yeah. haven't been in my own you home. You can't even enjoy it. It is. It's tough. And, and, and the entire last year is sort of like I felt like uh, other people were enjoying my home more than I was because I didn't get to I didn't get to be there. Um, so maybe if I had some uh, some some 18th century Ottomans, I would I would I would be more uh, <laughs> on my way home all the time. Well, I didn't even do anything here in Vegas. Like I normally go on like one day where I go on a little. Yeah. I didn't even do that here. It's interesting because because it, right, the, the, well, there's a lot of shows that are based here. These sort of like pawn sort of like yeah. type shows. Yeah. So I think there is a lot of like hidden jewels, or at least they've they've made us they've made us think that there's a lot of hidden jewels here. Um, so it would be interesting to see to see if yeah, that's I, a, a I part had of the time yet. Yeah, yeah. If somebody comes out here with uh, with their items and then uh, and then decides that they need to hit the blackjack table and then trade them back in and they're just laying around somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be cool. Is that interesting? It is. It, it, it it's in it's got to be super interesting because it's got to be a dying art form because I know. Um, yeah, people used to try to hand their furniture down and these sorts of things and. Uh, in New York City, where I live, the the, the oh big thing God. was that you could find like a treasure on the corner, mm -hmm. but then bed bugs hit hard, and so nobody's comfortable taking some shit off the corner no. anymore. So what used to happen is people, it's like you, there was like this sort of like uh, um, not a hierarchy, but there was like uh, once you once you were once you built your career and your and your money up, you mm -hmm. would get rid of your old shitty furniture, you put on the corner, yeah. and that was for the new guy, that was for the guy that just moved <laughs> in downtown. <laughs> and then same thing, it's like when you got to the next echelon, you you put the nice furniture in the corner and then the new guy he gets the one in the corner and yep. sort of we've lost that we've lost that that level uh, of things because uh yeah bed bugs yeah, fuck some people up i actually experienced that one time when i was in san fran at this hotel and uh i woke up and i was like oh shit and i saw one i saw one yeah and I was like, uh-uh, this isn't right. I'm paying all this money. Yeah. And, and this hotel's supposed to be like a four-star. Right. And you got freaking, right. I don't know what it is, a bag bug or right. a bug. It bit me. Yeah. It fucked me up. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I went in and I just told them and they took care of it. But I was like, I'll never go there again. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a scary, it's a scary, scary thing, bed bugs. This is, this is the, this is the, uh, the, the, the joke that we had for a while. Sleep tight, don't like, let the bed bugs yeah, Well, and they, people's, <laughs> people's money is so volatile in New York City that, like, you might be one, 
bed bug incident away from having to move back in with your parents. Like that's how yeah. that's how life is sometimes. You know what I mean? You got to give up all your furniture all of a sudden. Yeah, because it like it gets embedded into yeah. it. and you don't want to be packing that stuff around. Right. And every place yeah, you go, they just start like yeah, multiplying. Yeah, you may as well just fucking bail, just leave <laughs> naked, and yep. just go back to mom's and just start your start career over. over. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what it came down to. Actually, that brings me to an interesting, an interesting point, interesting idea. I talk about this with comedians all the time. Like, we're, we're all, we really are. We are one mistake from from being out of the industry. Do you feel that way with, with, uh, with people in your industry, in the adult industry? Like, is it like sometimes you'll just be like, "Hey, man, what happened to Brat?" And you're just like, "Hey, man, uh, he he got a girl pregnant, uh, so he had, he had to go." Like, it's like everybody's just one move away from not being into the thing that they love. Do you feel that in this industry at all? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, it, it really depends on the person. Yeah. Um, like for myself, um, I started in 2012 Yeah, and I started and then from there I bagged off cause I was doing professional bodybuilding. That's, yeah. That's no my, shit. That's my background. Yeah. And I did that for seven, like for like pretty much seven years. And then I jumped back into, um, the industry in 2016 uh, because I was tired of the bodybuilding and yeah. I was, as I started noticing because people knew me from my my work and yeah. they would treat me a certain type of way and sure. I was like mm, okay I see so I just said you know I, I want to go back to the industry and you know put an awesome face on female muscle female right. empowerment yeah this is yeah, this is the interesting thing that that I've been that I've been complimenting everybody that I met this weekend I met a lot of amazing people this weekend is you know where comedians try to push uh, a conversation socially for for certain issues you guys are really pushing um, femininity masculinity you're pushing uh, sexuality and all yes. these in all these uh, these concepts to another piece of conversation that maybe we haven't uh, evolved to yet so um yeah i don't know do you, so do you find that you as as a as a previous and current bodybuilder do you find that like you've you certain like they try they try to cram you into this category and you have yes. to like now represent this entire niche um well yeah well, because you know when i would contact different companies they say oh you know well you're a little too much yeah too um, too much muscular. And sure. I was just like, hmm, okay. Yeah. And uh, it just made me think a little bit more uh, about myself. And yeah. I was like, you know what, this is me. And if you can't handle it, that's your problem. Yeah. But I'm not going to compromise who I am. Yeah. Just because well, you're uncomfortable with yourself. Yeah. But were they asking you to change your body? Well, yeah, or I what mean, was the. Because honestly, I'm, I'm a little smaller than I was. Yeah, I was bigger. Yeah, and so you know, I started just kind of modifying my look, kind of slimming it down a little bit more to be more lean muscle. Yeah, instead of more um, big and bulky muscle. Yeah, and you know, but now I, I feel good about the change that I made because I did it for myself. Right, and to show um, a new light on health and wellness. Sure, what is it? What does a transformation like that take? Like, how do you go? How do you sort of start to downsize and maintain, uh, you know, a healthy balance of that? Well, I've been grateful. I have good genetics. Yeah. That's one. And I also, um, I stopped doing a lot of weight training. And yeah. I do more of, um, like, physical training. So I do, like, Brazilian jitsu. I do boxing. Interesting. Yeah, nice. So I like to switch it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you, uh, like, I don't know. I guess, I guess you'd be a good person to ask because I think a lot of people get stuck in their life about what they should what they shouldn't eat what's sort of your 
mentality on on what to avoid and and what to and what to eat? How do you like? What's your I mean, specific well for plan? Me, yeah. Okay. Well, for me, first, you know, every everyone's body's different, and depending on your blood type, different foods work for your, sure. your body. And a lot of people don't know that, you know. So, say somebody might be carb sensitive, and they don't know that, but they think, oh, I need all these carbs. Right. And you might have the one person that thinks, oh, I don't need these carbs. I just need to focus on more protein and fiber when you need a carb. Right. That's why you're not really looking the part. So um, with me, with my diet, I pretty much, I stick to quality meat. I don't eat just anything. Yeah. So quality meat, I like my carbohydrates. What, is, what does that mean to explain that to people? What's quality, quality meat? meat? Well, you, you definitely want things that are lean, not, not with so much fat. As far as the fat content, like just like um, how I get the extra lean ground turkey, yeah, or you know I do white fish, yeah, or um, or you know like uh, chicken breast, sure, something like that. And from there, I, I I go with my my veggies, yeah, you know for my fiber, and and I do my little carb, yeah, yeah, yeah. And after a while, you just start knowing. What works for your body? Yeah, and so I mean, how does I mean, how long is that process? Do you think for people and and if you're just starting, if you're just starting, it takes at least three weeks for you to see results in your your body if if you're changing your diet. Yeah, and if you're changing your diet as well as um, working out, it all just comes together. And uh, can I ask you how old you are? I'm 33. And so in that time, so you're you're I'm turning 35 in two weeks. In that time, and you know, and and your progression uh, with you, with the the way that you want your body to mm-hmm. look, what what have you found now? You know, do you find that 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 each decade has its own sort of markers of 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 what you can and cannot eat? Well, it's crazy because when I started, um, I was skinny fat. You know, I was 109 pounds. I only ate once a day. Yeah. You know, I was I was I was in college, so I would um, I would overeat to try to compensate for me not eating all day. Sure, sure. And um, once I started doing the dieting, everything just started coming together. Now I'm 33. I'm not carb sensitive. Okay. And I can still have a freaking six pack. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I can still stay lean. Nice. And I can eat. Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't overindulge. Right. You know, it's it's all. You so you believe in the che- you believe in the cheat day. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I believe in the cheat day. That's important because it shocks the system. Sure. And then puts you back. So and then, what's the shock? The system puts you back in line. It pretty much fills you out. Yeah. You know, because it's just like okay, you've you've been depriving yourself of you know like a hamburger and yeah. all this, and then you look up and then you do your cheat meal. Or your your cheat day, yeah, and you wake up, you'll start noticing that you might be tighter, yeah. Your muscle bellies might be fuller, yeah. Why is that? I forgot the it, I forgot the term, yeah. But it's like um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. It is like it it resets the body, yeah. Yeah, I can say that. Okay. Oh, cool. All right. Well, so um, yes, yeah, so so these are all interesting. Uh, um, 
notions. Uh, and it is. And, and I do find it interesting, people, the way that they change their, their fitness and their mm-hmm. health into, you know, a different age. Because it's like, especially once you start to get into your 30s and 40s, you start to realize that, like, if you haven't figured it out by now, it's, it's just going to be tough. it's going to be a really crazy thing. But I think we also, I think a lot of us get caught and confused that like, that we that we think that if we haven't gotten a handle on it then we're just never going to get a handle on it like there's this notion that like oh well i'm 35 it's not going to get any better and you know i'm finding in my life that, that, that that's not true i had knee surgery exactly a year from uh today last year and it, it changed my ability to do things like run the, the 18 months before that i couldn't run i couldn't do the thing because my knee was just so torn up and it took me so long to get to the doctor that i mm-hmm. wanted to get to for the surgery and I've changed my eating habits this year, and just in six months, I've, I've sort of transformed my body uh, in in that time. Isn't it a great feeling? It's it's weird. It's like you know, it's like understanding that I have a handle on it now. Um, oh, and it's all with the balance. Yeah, I, I tell that to a lot of people that I meet, and they ask me, "Well, how? Well, how can you travel so much and you still stay in shape?" Yeah, I said, "Listen, no one's perfect. It's all with just having balance in yeah. life." You know. Well. I don't know. I, I've taken it to the extreme. So, like, my, my notion on it is, like, once I've identified that something is, is not good for my body, I just consider it a poison. And, and then remove it. And then I just don't eat the poison. It's like, uh, you know, it's like, it's uh, and then, and then so, you know, sometimes depending on my level of, uh, of frustration that day, I'll uh-huh. answer with these vague terms. And I'll be like, look, I'm not drinking Drano either. So <laughs> why would I, you know, so I, I view sugar to be the same as Drano. So I don't eat sugar. It's like it becomes that kind of thing, which isn't helpful for people most of the time that you just break it down to those terms. But it really is. I mean, that's how you need to look at it in a lot of ways. But a lot of people don't look at it like that. Is that just because, and, the, and I think there's a lot of like misinformation that's been hanging around for years oh yeah that people still think is true you know uh the the big one and not you know and this is just for you 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 eat lean but i i'm eating mostly fats and losing weight in that process but it's probably good fats yeah well it's fats it's it's uh, it's fats that come from uh fish animals okay yeah, as opposed good. to trans fats and all these other oh, manufactured that. things that's the bad so fat. uh but i think there's this notion that literally if you eat a piece of steak fat that then it becomes part of your body which is absolutely not true. not true and i think a lot of us think that way it just takes longer the only thing i can say about red meat in general you know it just takes longer to digest sure that's it sure Depending, right, and depending on, well, depending on how your body's processing that, that, yep. that materials. Now, let me ask you this then. Have you, have you, I mean, I don't know who you, you, did you go somewhere? Did you, did you, have you done the blood tests of, of, of like figuring out what oh, are the yes. things? And how do you, how does, how does someone else do that? Uh, well, my, my advice would be, you know, you can go to uh, any kind of place, like a, any lab. And they actually have a blood panel. Yeah. You know, so you can check out, you know, your liver enzymes. Yeah. You could check out, you know, for women, our thyroid. Yeah. Well, so where do, where, where do we, what is in any lab? What does that mean? Where do we go for oh, this? Any, 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 well, it's um, any lab test. They're all over the world. Okay. And they The initials, N E. Uh No, A N Y. A N Y. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Testing. And a, any testing. Okay. Yeah, any testing. And I mean, they're, they're everywhere. And that's one starter. Either you can go to your uh, general doctor yeah. and ask them for a blood panel. Yeah. From there, um, you go to a certified nutritionist. Sure. I'm very grateful that I have that connection. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, with with my clients, I bring them to, to him. Yeah. So that they can get the right, um, the right information. Yeah. 
you know, and yeah. you're, you're not spinning your wheel. Yeah, there. Uh, th- th- what's interesting is, is, is uh, a lot of times, uh, without that information, we're putting things in our bodies that are just so throwing us out of whack. And it's not just it's not even just a physical thing. The, you know, um, who was it? Uh, Djokovic. The one of the big yes. stories for him for a long time was that he was eating these things, and and he was in such a weird mental place mm-hmm. because he was putting these things in his body that as soon as he removed them, he was able to take his career to the next level yeah. and, and really become a champion. And and I think a lot of us I uh, really agree with that have like no idea what we're like. I have no idea. Like people say, you have any allergies, and I go no. But it's like I'm sure that there are things that my body hates. You yeah. know. And I don't have that information. Like so I having that information. I can't too many uh, bananas. Yeah. I can't eat a lot of um, broccoli. Right. And and it's like a lot of times we're trying to let our mouth decide and uh, and, and our taste buds. And that's where it comes in. So a lot of people, the food controls them. Right. They don't control the food. Right. You know? And that's why I, I even tell you, like, wow, well, how, how can you look so lean, Kelly? I said, because I don't let food control. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a strong mental. You know, it's not it's not like okay, I see it, I got to eat it all, especially in Texas, you know, right. things massive. Right, right. And you go to Europe, you know, it's night and day, you know, it's all proportioned correctly. Right. And you know, you're walking and you're still eating a lot, but again, you're still doing physical activity. Right. And unfortunately, how they have us portrayed in the states, we're like, "No, well, you know, if if you're walking, well, what are you doing walking? What are you doing? Yeah. Because people are so lazy. Right. You know, everyone wants to drive. Right, right. Well, I've never heard anybody tell somebody not to walk. That's not a that's not and a thing that I've that I've experienced. Texas, it's crazy. <laughs> I've I've had because I live like in a suburb and we don't even have a sidewalk. Yeah, yeah. So you know, like I'm just like, oh, I'm going just. Go oh, I get the. Home. Oh, I get the idea. And then of, they're looking like. Yeah, I get the idea of this sort of like, uh, why are you walking? Are you too broke to have a car? I get <laughs> yeah. that one. But no, but if you go, no, 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 I'm I'm walking because I want my blood to flow and be yeah. a human. I don't. I haven't seen anybody question that. This is what I found interesting in South Africa was, you know, you just just going around and I was I was trying to, you know, survey everything. So I'm trying to figure out what what's cheaper, what's the same price, mm-hmm. all the things doing the convert hopping right back in porn stars people podcast just the continuation of, of the episode here that we're that we're currently in uh just for editing purposes here make sure that we hit the mark uh so what i was saying was in south africa i found it super interesting that uh when i go to a store to shop i found a couple sizes in men's pants that just don't exist in this country and so men's pants in this country kind of start at 28 yep 30 in South Africa men's pants uh you can get a uh, an a, a adult man's pants at 25 inch waist which is crazy and it really puts what? things in perspective as to the fa- and I met people with a 25 inch waist as it a puts, man as a man and it puts things in perspective as to, as to how large we've 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 gotten ourselves in this country i mean it really is like you you can maybe find uh like like i kept saying you can find a pair of 30s in the u.s but you have to like be the first one at the store because they have one pair and then it just fucking goes from there i mean and you know you we're we're in 40s we're in 50s they don't have those sizes in other countries because they don't have this level of of yeah food on uh, i don't know what dependence i guess dependence yep 
And 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 I think a lot of people the the thing that I that I accessed that that got me to my weight weight goals and my and my body goals uh, after after sort of like wasn't able to run was uh, to to fast for for a good portion of the day and the mm-hmm. night and so I I start eating later and I and I finish eating later and it's sort of an eight hour span that I use and mm-hmm. what I found is that. Uh, uh, my dependence on sort of breakfast and my and my mentality that I need to wake up immediately start shoving uh, foods into my body was just wrong. And and once I got outside of that thing and and, and realized that my mind is telling me that I should be eating when it, it, it uh, when my body isn't, mm-hmm. then I realized how really out of hand some of the stuff is. I mean, people, and then this is what, and then you try to tell somebody and it, it's easier sometimes to keep it to yourself, but the people, yep. and they just spit <laughs> this, they spit this sentence back to me. They go, breakfast is the most important meal. And we're like, it's, it's really not. It's really not the most important meal for your body. Your body should be doing so many things that we're not allowing it to do by just shoving food in there. But I consider food as fuel. Sure, absolutely. You know, it's just like, you know, the car. You know, if you don't put any gas in the car, how do you think it's going to run? Right. Absolutely. Our bodies is the same way. Yeah. You know, if you put some crappy gas in the car, guess what's going to happen? It's right. going to stall out. Right. Well, now I, I, I'm I'm sort of accessing uh, the, uh, the ketosis whenever I can. Mm-hmm. So what happens is my body is fueling itself uh at all times, whether there's food in the in the system or not, because I've I've tried to convert my uh, my my metabolism to a, a fat based system, which means it's going to look for fat and it's yeah. going to try to metabolize those things within. Uh, so it is, but you're you're not wrong. It's you know it's it's a it's a it's about finding the fuel and and it really is. And that's that's the interesting thing about fitness is that you really need. And I always found this an interesting fact is that like when Michael Phelps was in training mode, yes. he would need to eat ten thousand calories Have a day. To. And it's just a hard thing to do. Well, Hugh Jackman went on countless interviews about how, like, he would need to wake up in the middle of the night and, like, and eat a meal. A solid meal. To, to maintain the, the level of fitness that he was trying to maintain to, to be to, on camera yeah. as Wolverine. Uh, which, and uh, then to also not peak too fast, you know. Right, so right. So it's kind of more of like, okay, he's monitoring it. Because yeah. if he has to be on set and he has to have his abs tight, he has yeah. to be lean, he right. has to be ripped. And fucking and and vascular. And vascular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is interesting, and it, so I think a lot of us, uh, uh, yeah, we get caught. We get caught in the thing, and we get caught in patterns. And it, it may, and maybe and maybe from a larger standpoint, this idea of shocking the system is important. So being mm-hmm. able to even even change what you're doing uh, on a, just like as a workout, you can't do the same pull ups no. every day. Your, your body just goes, oh, I got good at this, and there's no more challenge, and there's no more gain, there's no more growth. So from a food perspective, it's like throwing something new into the mix uh well that's ev- why you also change your diets like every uh every six weeks sure you can, you can change up the diet yeah you know you're you talking about the physical items or you're just the or the type of diet the type of diet yeah or either with physical items you know you might pull out um your brown rice yeah and then put in a sweet potato interesting yeah so this is a, and this is a ho- a complex high level uh, of, mm-hmm. of discussion which you know I encourage people to to look into and try to figure out for themselves what are the things. Um, And do some research. This is the thing I find. Make sure you know where your research is coming from because people will send me this thing. Now that they know that I'm I'm trying to access ketosis and, Mm -hmm. and intermittent fasting, people will send me articles. 
that they say are articles. And then I'll read the and article. This is someone's opinion. Right. The, this nutritionist uh, wrote that, that what I was doing was not uh, for her because she doesn't want to not eat bread. And I was like, this is not an article with science in it. <laughs> no. Don't send this to me. <laughs> and fuck you for sending this to me. <laughs> you know that this is what I'm doing. You know that this is something that I'm, that I'm passionate about and that that's working for mm-hmm. me. And you're trying to, to change. It's like, you know. I don't know. It's an interesting. It's an I mean, interesting. Then, you know, you got the Google. Yeah, you got the Google. The, the Google. I have. A, I have a joke about this that you can't always trust the Google. You can never trust the Google. The Google at all. can be wrong. Like yes. uh, this. The joke. The joke that I have is this: that uh, that the Google told me that the number one sign of alcoholism is drinking alone. And I was like, I don't know, Google. I don't know about that, Google. Last time I checked, social drinking. Oh, I kind of feel like the number one <laughs> sign of alcoholism is actually Googling number one sign of alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the bit, that's the bit. I like but, that. But um, yeah, it's a fun joke. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, so yeah, so um, so do your research. Get your do your definitely do your do research. your googles. Um, so what else? So what else are you passionate about? You got your antiques. You got your fitness. You got your body. It seems like it seems like all the things that you that you want to be involved in, you really do put the time and the research into, uh, and you're not and you're not necessarily um, led astray by hard work. No, no. Um, it's interesting because now um, I actually did the Women's March. Okay. Um, this past Sunday. Now, I'll ask you a sub-point on this later on, but but continue. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I did that, and um, I, I never knew I would be where I'm at now as far as being being an advocate for, you know, w- women. I've always yeah. wanted to empower women um, and and just tell them, you know, to own your truth. Yes. What does that mean? Own your truth means, hey, this is me, and I'm and and I'm accepting me for me, just like for myself. I'm a bodybuilder. I'm an adult entertainer. I own it. Yeah. I don't hide. Yeah. And I and I don't pretend to be anything that I'm not. Right. Because in society they want us to be this t- uh, typical stereotype of uh, individual. See, and and this this is true. It's not untrue. But what I what, what I found, especially from the, some of the other conversations that I had, and if you follow the podcast and the evolution of, of, of the episodes that we were going, I think what happens is uh, it's more this idea that uh, the, the the middle is just, it's easier. So it's like, so, so being in you know being the law of averages is just easier and it's a, it's an easier discussion and, and you don't have to to deal with it so what happens is people rather than accept they just go well this is easier i can just i can just do the thing that everybody's doing uh you know we we want to empower ourselves and say the thing that we're doing is important and then and then you know there's that moment where we go well everybody's against us you know but the reality is having the passion for what you're doing uh, doesn't have to be in opposition of anything else. Right. And, and you need to understand that that's an open lane. Your your freedom and your abilities and your the things you're passionate about can be an open well, until people send you fucking articles that tell you that keto's no good. Then it's an this? open lane, you know, for your for your independence and your originality. There's not you know, we want to dramatize it and say there's so many people trying to crush us and get in the way but uh, I think some of that, some of that is true. It's, it, I mean, it's true. I mean, and some of that is sort of like an excuse we tell ourselves to try to stay uh, under the radar. Yeah, but that, I mean, but you, you don't have to do that. Yeah. Because even, even though it was, excuse me, it was at least ten of us, ten, it was ten to fifteen women. Yeah. You know, and we were all promoting, you know, for um, and and advocating for for uh, sex workers. Yeah. And 
I looked over in the audience and on like the left side you had all these women with faces of disgust. Interesting. And I said, now hold on. Now we've been at this rally yeah. for four hours. Now. Yeah. Listen, all these different women speaking of encouraging and empowering and supporting one another. And as soon as we get there, they're looking at us like, what are you doing? This is my line, right? Yeah. 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 And they were quick to try to get, um, shut us off right. and, and get us off. But I'm like, no, if you're for women, regardless of whatever everyone does, yeah, we all bleed the same. Yeah. So what makes you better than the next woman? Just because she is, I mean, just because she can um, be open about her sexuality. Right. And she owns it. And, and she's not pretending to be something that she's not. Yeah. You know, because as society wants women to be very reserved and very submissive and not have a voice. Right. But when they see, whoa, you know, these women. Are well, this up. is the sexuality across the board. And this is, again, this is the thing I speak of about what I appreciate about people in this industry uh, mm -hmm. is is that we're, we're opening the conversation. There's a danger in, in 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 pushing things down. There's a danger in not talking about things and there's a danger in. Uh, not addressing them, and and you guys are basically addressing the things, mm -hmm. and you know the fetish market takes the, another another role in um, presenting opportunities that maybe somebody didn't know exist, that that, that maybe something that they are interested in, something that they that they that they want in their life, something that they desire, right? So this kind of brings me full circle to what I what I, I think the question I I want to ask is, uh, people have been trying to mash into the women's march. Uh, this overt uh, opposition to Trump. Where mm -hmm. do you fall in, in this thing? I mean, you were there for a specific reason. Yes. Trump, as far as I know, is not making um, particular statements about uh, the adult industry. No, um, but the actions, you know, like uh, it goes from, you know, stopping uh, women from ha having abortions, you know, even if it was from uh, being raped. Right. Know, and they're like, well, no, 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 no. It, it's still not right. And and even from, uh, you know, women being able to have a pay leave, you know, for working, working families. Right. And, you know, right. Maternity leaves and all these different laws that he's trying to cut out of women. So it's definitely it's definitely not right. Yeah. Uh, well, so I mean, I'm with you on that on that notion. But is is the entirety of the women's march, women's march, uh, based in full on Trump opposition, or these are just the points that that seep I mean, in? Well, a lot of the women because were he's our current leader talking about that. Yeah, you know, again, women, women from you know Muslim women. Yeah, you know, you had all these different faces. You know, uh, quote unquote from the shit. Yeah, country. Shithole. Yeah, shithole yeah. country. I like that you that you that you said the shit part and then you bleeped the whole part. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> shit blank countries. Um, no, and it was interesting for me because being in Africa at the time and the fact that Trump had actually said that Africa was a country. This was this was a, such a beautiful uh, brilliance of, 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 of idiocy to say that that the largest and most um, 
diverse continent was a country it was just an interesting uh, position for me to be put in while I was in uh, while I was in that continent and in South Africa mm-hmm. but so that so you know I'm so I'm still there it's like uh, I I think I support the 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 concepts uh, that are being represented in the women's march yeah. I am a little and not because I'm for Trump but I'm a little irked by the fact that that it was cloaked in all of this anti-Trump because we can have those two conversations yeah, separate. It's, it's totally taken away from the, the real reason right. why we're there. I mean, right. these these issues have been going on way before right. Trump came. And around. I don't want the that this that these marches to be associated with that because uh, yeah. eventually Trump's not going to be president. Correct. And then when we go, well, why are they still? Why are women still marching if there's no Trump? There I don't no want to muddy that. Yeah, it's a, it, it's tough for me that that we're muddying that zone. Uh, so that so that's difficult. So I'm, I'm so I'm glad that you have the clarity on that and that you and you put that in perspective for us. Um, I, I I'm I'm very sad, but uh, but I would say from a time perspective, I think I think uh, this is that we should wrap uh, the, the right. episode up. But I, I mean, I could I could talk to you, and I'm sure these people could listen to you for hours. Um, so how do how do we follow you? How do we look you up? How do we uh, become a fan of you and oh. and uh, and support you? How do well, we do these things you. on social media? Well, on social media, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly Provocateur P R O V O C A T E U R, and that's Kelly K E L L I. Um, as well as you can check me out on 360 VRN Virtual Reality. Very I cool. have my own channel. And you can subscribe to that as well. Very cool, very cool. Uh, and I, I will, I will say, uh, the, and that at KellyProvocateur.com. KellyProvocateur.com. <laughs> uh, so I, I like, I like to punch this in there. Please pay your, please pay for your porn. Please pay for your porn, please. Outsiders don't understand if you didn't pay for the content, uh, then someone, no one's getting paid. Uh, just understand that. So do that. Pay for your content. Uh, guys, you're listening either on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, whatever thing you're listening to us on, we're on the other thing. If you switch uh, from Android to iPhone, you can find us on all the platforms. Uh, we have some content today on YouTube as well. Uh, it's a little fun. You can see uh, who we are, what we look like, and, and all the fun stuff that happens here. Uh, and well, let's, let's get a flex. Let's, let's, give, them a little, let's give them a little something. Uh, Excuse me one second. Try to, you got a better... Oh, shit. Oh, she's like, she's crushing me on the thing. So check that out. Always have to do a double bicep. Double bicep cr- uh, uh, flex. Fuck. Uh, I'm, I'm, and now I'm flustered. Uh, so check everything out. Thank you guys for listening. Check out Kelly Provocateur. Thank, Thank you, you to my for guests me. for being here. Everyone be safe. One do, love and be do safe. your Googles and, uh, and extend the conversation a little further than maybe you already had. And, and go see somebody. Go get your blood test and find out what the fuck's going on. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>